Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Lloyd Shouts, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you've done today, Lord. The Even the minute things to the Lord that we take for granted, Lord, we just thank you for it, Lord, because we know that you are in control of everything and you place everything so it works each and every day, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for the people around us, Lord, those who are in you, Lord, and those who aren't, Lord. And we just ask that you bring them into you, Lord, and show them that there's a better way in life, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, we also just thank you for the people who go out and do your work, do your works, Lord, and teach your word to those who are astray, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome. We are excited to have you with us as we continue in Romans. And this morning we are going to reread from Romans 12, the first eight verses. So, can I get a volunteer to do that, please? I will. All right, I promise. Let's hear it, sir. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that, prove what is that, prove is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to, not, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think sovereignly, as God has dealt with each one a measure of faith. For for as we have many members in one body, but all have the members but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts the differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. Amen. So... Dean, can we have you read that in the Passion Translation for us again yes. today? Please. Certainly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yes, and we didn't mention last time that was the Passion Translation. So um, it's a good, it's a good uh, translation, as we, we talked about offline, just as I encourage everybody. You don't ever rely on one translation. Kamisha, you said it best. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> and, um, of course, I love the interlinear Mm-hmm. Which um, uh, you there is a free app for that in the uh, at least in the Android <clears throat> that I I like, so you can look it up that way. But the books are available; they're easy enough to get, so you can get back to all the original mm-hmm. text and let the Holy Spirit illuminate in you mm-hmm. what He wants you to know. Mm-hmm. 
Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement, and then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function, and so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we have all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. Amen. 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 So, who would like to begin? Because the floor is open. So, here's the opportunity for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you about and ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. So, who would like to, to kick it off? Bobby, you can go. The Charles. Yeah, go ahead, I'll sir. I'll go. All right. First, they found... Uh, First, before I get into what I found interesting, the Lord was showing me um, that Paul, when he was saying to both not try to imitate the world and try and imitate Christ, he's Paul's also pointing out is not to be jealous or envious of other people's gifts. So, and the Lord was just reminding me of how when Paul was writing in the later section, he was also writing to be satisfied with what the Lord gave you. He's given you what you need and what you should have to fulfill his calling in your life. Mm -hmm. So Paul is basically getting at us that if the Lord has given you this gift to use it, not to be begging and crying over that you didn't have this certain gift that you think is more noble or is better than yours, Mm -hmm. but to take it and to use it to its full purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be like if I was given a cookie, but Leo was given a brownie. I'm not going to sit there and cry. I didn't give a brownie. I'll 
eat the cookie and enjoy it for what it is because it's still something sweet. The same <laughs> is true here. Take what is given to you and use it for what it's meant to be used for and mm. enjoy it. Mm. And then I found verse. And then I found verse three interesting. For I say, for it says, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So I think Paul is getting at here. It's while he's saying to measure yourself by the measure of faith. I think Paul is saying is to not think of yourself a more holy and pious Christian than what you ought to be. I know for myself, an example, uh, I tend to try to present myself as this holy saint like angel from heaven, where in truth I have areas that I need to work in. So Paul is saying to not try to create an image that you want others to see, but to be how you truly are and to acknowledge the points where you struggle and to overcome them and be better. Mm-hmm. Amen. I appreciate that. Gratitude goes a long way with the Lord, right? I, I appreciate yes. that cookie and brownie example. And it reminds me of... Um, kind of touching on what uh, Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 10 and 11, the, the thought process that Gentiles needed to become like G like Jews in the flesh or somehow try to uh, replace who they are to the Lord, but instead realize that God has a place for us who are not naturally born in the, the family of um, the Jews or the Israelites or Hebrews but there is, we are still every much a part of the body. We are still very much um, needed and appointed and called to God. But we have our, and we have our own place. And that place is a place of value. And we should appreciate it and be grateful. Not try to assume someone else's identity or to usurp them or try to push them out and, and replace them. But to acknowledge that their place is valuable it's vital it's necessary there is a purpose that god had in creating this lineage through abraham and then there was the expansion of letting us know that this the seed of abraham is that of faith not not the natural purely there is a point and a portion for the natural but the bigger picture is the faith and being connected to god through faith because faith is how we access what jesus did for us and his death burial and resurrection and to value where god has us it's easy, you know, Dean, oftentimes when we're talking about um, scriptures and he goes, if if the Lord put it on your heart to memorize the Bible, then memorize it. But if you didn't, let it be written on the tablet of your heart and go on, you know, let let God minister through you and be satisfied with that. And just the concept of being content in whatever state that we're in, but in particular into the place that God has designed and created for us is something so powerful because as long as I'm looking over at someone else's life and comparing myself among them, the Bible says that I'm being unwise. But also, I can never fully harness or receive and accept and master what it is God has for me. If I'm looking at you, then you see jealousy coming up. You see envy coming up. But next is going to be followed by strife. Then there's going to be murders that accompany. I mean, you can look at Cain and Abel. 
and see exactly that tenure that that tends to follow. And you guys hear me say this a lot. The enemy doesn't take a day off on a technicality just because you didn't mean to open the door to him and you wanted a spiritual gift or, you know, you were valuing spiritual placement. But now somehow it turned into something totally different when you never stepped into the fullness of what God had for you. The enemy doesn't care that it started off as something that seems noble, but God wants us to go, okay, (laughs) what you have for me, Lord, it is enough. And it's my good pleasure to do your good pleasure, Lord. It's what satisfies me. That's the secret food that I eat is to do the will of the Lord, which is what the Messiah said. Dean, did you have something? I was just going to give a quote from um, John Piper, and that is, God is most glorified in us when we are most delighted in him. Amen. Tying that into what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Amen. And being delighted denotes we're not complaining. We're not going, God, look at this spot. You know, why'd you put my handle on this side? And that one, that, that pot has two handles over there. And how come I only have the one? Or maybe I don't even have one. You know, the, the, <laughs> the vessel saying to the potter, why have you made me like this? What have you done? Um, that sense of gratitude, having gratitude, which is also what you denoted, if I'm, I'm not sure if I said that already, but you denoted in enjoying your cookie instead of being jealous about your brownie and not appreciating the cookie that you had to begin with because it was still a good treat. It was still a blessing. So I just enjoyed that. And thank you, Dean. Mm-hmm. And just to add to what you said or to build upon what you said, right? When you, you brought up verse three there, sir. Romans three, right? Which says, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. I was reminded of, um, or I'll say it in this way, Paul, as is his pattern, his custom, and the Lord working through him, and the, and the Lord's pattern is always to bring up something that he's already addressed, mm-hmm. right? He always brings it up with more detail, more so we can have more clarity, a greater understanding or knowledge, mm-hmm. right, of the things that he's being discussed. How did Paul begin this epistle? Specifically, Romans 1 verse 5. What does it say? Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Mm-hmm. Now, in conjunction with verse 1, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. And then, verse 5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Do we see the pattern here? He just exhorted them, or he just says to them, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. Paul acknowledges his place and the position that the Lord has given him in this letter, which, let's recall, was written to people he'd never met. He'd not been to Rome yet. I think this, I believe this letter was sent out two or three years before he went to Rome. And clearly, he's already addressing some very serious, and I'll say heavy topics, right? So you see he, he's already stepping out in faith, which reminds me of exactly what 
he wrote in Philippians chapter 4. Um, and we can read verse 8 and 9. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Mm -hmm. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me. These do, and the God of peace will be with you. So you see that that same pattern, if you will, that Paul is living out. He is exhorting, encouraging, and even admonishing others to do in themselves and in their own personal life. Apply the things that you see and hear and learn and saw in me, in your life, hmm. right? Which builds upon everything else that he has been teaching and training and equipping and exhorting and encouraging and admonishing. Do the same things, the same things. And then he begins to get into the gifts. Well, let's not forget this isn't the only place that he, I'll say, delineates or details some of the giftings, right? Yes. There's also, so we're in Romans uh, chapter 12. There's also 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there is Ephesians 4. Right? That's typically where we find the, the gifts that he's mentioning. Now these ones are, are each one is a little different, Right? Spiritual gifts, offices, and, um, excuse me, let me rephrase that. The spiritual gifts are addressed twice in 1 Corinthians and in Romans 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and in Romans 12. And in, in 1 Corinthians 12, he also, same as in Romans 12, starts discussing the body, right? Yes. And, and in both of these... He's going into how it looks and how it functions, right? Yes. Whereas yes. in Ephesians, he is focused on offices, right? Yes. Okay. So just to make that clear, there's, there is some similarity in, mm -hmm. in Romans 12 and in 1 Corinthians 12, mm -hmm. um, whereas Ephesians 4 is different. And there are still some subtle differences within that, but he... Prior to all this, right? Prior to him discussing the gifts, he's exhorting and encouraging everyone to do what? The two things we mentioned in the previous episode, which was? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Fulfilling the love commandment and presenting ourselves completely, entirety of our being. As a sacrifice mm. to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I want to um, touch on something in that that we, we started kind of t talking about in the previous podcast. But uh, for this, I, I wanted to make sure that we are clear on two concepts that sometimes can overlap each other, but they're separate. First is 
for the unbeliever who does not know Christ, there is no need for you to clean yourself up to present yourself to God because you are incapable of doing it. That That's not what we're saying. The, the person that is outside of the family of God has not yet partaken of the fellowship of the, the blood of Jesus Christ and salvation that only comes through him. You can't clean yourself up. There's, there's no expectation. Come as you are. Come to him immediately. Amen. <laughs> love, and he'll love you just where you are. And he will begin that process of transforming you and cleaning you up to make you look like what he desires for you. Now, there's another conversation that he's having. When you look at uh, Romans, he's talking to believers. And these scriptures are written to believers. He's not talking to people outside of Christ. And even in verse 1 of chapter 12, he says, brethren, that is an indicator that he's talking to people that have already declared mm-hmm. and made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, excuse me. And so now in that, saying, not just save me, now put God in his rightful and actual place as Lord of your life, meaning the Lord has the right to tell you what to do, where to go, et cetera, et what cetera. To say, everything. How to do it. Yes. He and you notice that Paul referenced himself as a bond servant in the beginning, meaning, Jesus, you own me. I've been bought with the price. You you bought me with your blood, mm-hmm. and now my life is not my own. It's yours. And so because my life is yours, because I said you're Lord, I gave you permission to do this. Jesus didn't usurp Paul or any other believer's authority to go, I'm going to be your Lord whether you like it or not. Now, there is the every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That's coming later, but that's not engaging in a life of salvation. A life of salvation is by choice. It's our will going, Lord, okay, I need you and I accept you and I allow you to do this in my life. So as our reasonable service of worship, now we're talking. For the believer, this is how you come to him uh, in, in fellowship, walking with him. This is what the expectation is, that you move from being just cleaned up out of the world. You move from being a babe. You move from being unskillful in the things of God. You move from being contrary to God to being now one who understands the things of God, who rightly divides and purposes the will of God in their life and allows his life to be manifest through them. So that now the rest of the world has an opportunity to see the light of God coming through you so that the will and the plan of God is is able to come to pass and the people that are supposed to be touched by what he's doing and wants to do through us will happen and those people can be reaped into the kingdom. So for verses, uh, did that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And, and, and I'll say to, to try to state it in a simple, a more simple manner, right? It's the love commandment. Love God, love his people, right? All of these gifts function through love, which we'll see later. That's in, verse, uh, in chapter 12 and especially in verse 13. Here's where, or chapter 13, not verse 13. Uh, through chapters, the rest of chapter 12 and chapter 13 is where we really see Paul start to discuss the gifts and how they function. And it all hinges upon love, love for God, love for his people. Sure. And sometimes it's easier said than done to know how to walk out, how to love someone and what that actually means. Um, Verses one and two of chapter 12 should be happening simultaneously you cannot yield yourself to god and submit yourself to him without renewing your mind 
Why? Because the mind, the natural mind, cannot perceive the things of God, their, their foolishness and their enmity. So while we come into Christ and we are saved and we are cleansed from all unrighteousness and we have salvation and, and should we die, we will be going to heaven. There's still the other work of renewing our mind and working out our soul salvation. So much like when the natural body is faced with death, it will try to fight it. We have fight or flight syndrome, right? Even when someone, a child, if they hold their breath, trying to throw a tantrum, their body will literally knock them out. And this, any human being, it will knock you out unconscious so that it can take over and breathe for you because it's designed not to die. So likewise, within our humanity, within our flesh, that's been in, in, that's been trained by the environment of the world, we tend to want to be our own God. We tend to want to be the master of our own life and make our own decisions. So we resist submitting to God in our flesh, which is why God is saying here through this, the word, renew your mind so you can see the purpose and you can come into agreement. Now your body doesn't have to resist because there's agreement between you. We are spirit. We have a soul and we live in the body. If our soul is going, uh, uh-uh, uh, if I humble myself to you, God, I'm going to lose out on this. I'm going to miss that. Except, you know, X, Y, and Z, you're going to fight against it. You're, you will fight him. But when you renew your mind, your spirit, when it's alive to God, wants to do the things of God. Absolutely. So the, and the body is a, is a meat sack to do what it's told. It can have chemical attachments, but most of that comes out of our soul. So the soul, if it's at odds with the things of God, and this is the kind of the part of our flesh that I'm referring to, the soul, if it's warring against the things of God in you, it will resist you making that body do what God wants you to do. It will resist yielding and making yourself a living sacrifice because it will be perceived following God as death. So renewing the mind is vital to allowing the spirit, soul, and body to come into agreement to go harmoniously. I will do the things of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That spirit, soul, and body renewing the mind is vital for that to happen so meditating oh go ahead dean oh i was was waiting for you i just you finished the thought i just wanted to add something that's all okay so meditating on the word of god that's why god so carefully you know he could have jumped out and said hey do this from verse one chapter one verse one of this letter but he structurally strategically went through these things uprooting false thoughts uprooting false doctrines uprooting uh, misconceptions to go now here's the truth now based on the truth that you've just learned meditate on this now come and come before god in this way because you'll understand him more clearly and you'll begin to do it right and now you'll see these gifts flourishing through you because you're not coming in a topsy-turvy kind of way you're not resisting the Mm. things of god and trying to add humanity on top of it but you're coming in the pureness and the wholeness and the soundness of god's doctrine to do the things in the will of god the way he wants it done it, it's interesting even after i was thinking about um what the, i thought the holy spirit was sharing with me uh, that, that uprooting so i just want to uh just kind of speak somebody i think needs to hear this just um if if you're in a relationship and somebody's harming you hmm. if somebody's doing you physical harm if somebody's emotionally abusing you we're not saying submit to that we're not saying that's what love is no mm-hmm. so not at all. a lot of times people twist words right if you love me you would do this so there's a lot of submission, but our submission is to the Lord only. Amen. If somebody's Amen. harming you, get out. Yeah. If you need help, 
reach out to us at adayofprayer.org or adayofprayeryahoo.com. We'll find you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody twist this and use it against you. That is not, what's, that's not what we mean by any of this, and that's not what God's Word means by any of this as well. You're Absolutely. not supposed to abuse yourself or allow yourself to be abused because you don't find yourself in right standing or you don't feel like you measure up or meet up or somebody's telling you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And, but we, let's go back to the love commandment. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Amen. So it fulfills that, that exact thing. And there was one other point I wanted to bring up. Actually, it's a question that, that you brought up for the listeners some time back, right? Which was, how can a loving God allow these things to happen, right? And we talked about free will. And yes, the Lord could have eliminated choices and options and all these other things for us. But in doing so, that would eliminate our free will because then we wouldn't have a choice mm-hmm. in what to do. We would then have been in his place or, or tried to be God, right, of ourselves. If there was no wrong choice to be made, then we wouldn't need a Savior to depend on. But we do need a Lord, and we do have a Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And we are free moral agents. Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Lord does not violate his own word. Mm-mm. He gives us these these choices and these options that we can make. Mm-hmm. He desires that we would bring them before him before we make the choice so mm-hmm. he can lead us and guide us into what's good and right and pure and holy. So, yeah. amen? Mm-hmm. Well, let's pause there for today. I know there's more to discuss, so we will end up doing these sections of scripture again on the next podcast. Mm-hmm. So, oh, And before we go, I wanted to just reference Galatians chapter 5 and when I was talking about yes, the flesh I'm... resisting um, the spiritual things. Galatians Please, chapter yeah. 5. Nope, that's okay. We can close that. I just wanted to give that scripture, Galatians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific verse? Um, let's see. We can start or a at, section of verses? You can start at verse 16 and you can read down to the end of the chapter. All right. So can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? Sure, I will. All right, honey. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now we just plead the blood of Jesus over those who may be in trouble today. Um, And we bind the hand of the enemy from causing lies Mm -hmm. and deceptions to keep the people of God from understanding who they truly are. And Satan, we just bind you in the name of Jesus and we cast you out. You get out of the way. And we demand and decree and declare that the light of the glorious gospel will come in truth your truth has made us free and so we thank you for that god and we we pray for those right now if if they are hurt or being uh are hurting or being hurt by anyone god that you would lead them to safety and safekeeping and guide them lord because you're always faithful to do such uh we bind the spirit of deception we bind the spirit of bondage and we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for ministering your word to us. We thank you for the glorious gospel. We thank you for the freedom that we have in you and the liberty that we have in you, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your love for us and your peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for taking the things that belong to the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and sharing them and declaring them and making them known to us so that we're able to walk in them, Lord God. Walk in the light of the truth. We bless you and we thank you that you've 
already caused us to triumph and you lead us in triumphant processional and we overcome the word I mean, the world by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We thank you and we declare and testify that you're good. You're for us and no weapon formed against us. You'll prosper. We thank you for your word, God. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.